right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Capes. Kate, this is weird hearing myself yeah, you're ignoring as an echo. Yep. It's tough, man. I'm not used to this. We don't normally record with headphones, so this is this is different for me. Welcome to another episode of Capes, Kyle's, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean, the Irishman King. What's up, everybody? And Sean, we have a very special guest with us today. Yes, we do. I'm super excited to have him on. Someone whose comic book knowledge greatly exceeds our own. <laughs> we might get embarrassed on this one. I'm excited for it. I feel like usually we have a good handle on who we have on the show and how our knowledge stacks up, but I feel like this is the one guy that's going to really knock us down. He's known as the comic detective on TikTok, boasting, what, 20-plus thousand followers? So far, yes. Nice, nice. The comic detective, welcome, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, With all those compliments, I feel like the fly just landed in the web. So, <laughs> nice, very topical too. I like how you did that there, man. It was good stuff. How you feeling today, Jay? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Just saw Spider Man No Way Home. So nice. Off the bucket. I'm so list. glad you finally saw it. I was <laughs> sick of watching your lives, and you saying not spoiling it. I was like, if I need this guy to go see it. You know what? Uh, me and the wife were supposed to see it last week, and I don't know what happened. And then every day we planned on seeing it. And finally today, I'm like, you know, I have the podcast. I'm pretty sure they're going to want to talk about it. We have to. <laughs> so we went to the early show, got it knocked out. Nice. Did nice. you successfully make it to the movie without having it spoiled? Uh, the only thing, I had one thing spoiled. And every time I saw it pop up in my lives, I would screenshot it and block that person. Because I keep telling them, <laughs> don't, don't spoil this movie. Not just for me, but for everyone else also. So anytime I saw a spoiler, I'd screenshot it and block that person. Fantastic. So we, on our podcast, we don't do non-spoiler stuff. I know some podcasts and some channels will do like non-spoilers and then spoilers. We don't do that. We we just don't have that kind of restraint, I guess. So (laughs) we just, we go right into it. So at this point, most of our listeners probably know like they're going to get spoiled if they're in this, but... I feel like this is one of the bigger ones to not be spoiled. So we're going to announce spoiler warning right now. We will be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. You've been warned. We got a lot to talk about this episode, so I don't want to dwell too much on just this movie. But overall, what'd you think of it? I thought it's a little overhyped, to be honest with you. Um, it's a really good movie. It's not bad by any means. Mm-hmm. It was just too too hyped. Is it the best Spider-Man movie? I think so. Uh, it beats out the original Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock, but not by a whole lot. Uh, just the, the added action doesn't mean the movie's better, you know? Right. Um, it's, it's slightly better. And I, I do appreciate the three Peter Parkers, so that was nice to have. Yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. I agree. The interactions just between them, not even necessarily the action, but just the, the chemistry that they all shared with each other was just phenomenal to me. Absolutely. And I can understand where you're coming from, with you feeling like it being a little overhyped, especially how, considering how long you, you waited to see it, right? Like I saw it open at night. We both saw it open at night, like that Thursday. Um, so I was like, ah, you know, but I saw it for the third time today. And I got to tell you, like, I dozed off during the first half of the movie. Yeah. Because there are parts of it that are kind of like, after you see it once, you're kind of just like, let's just get to the three Spider-Man. Like, that's what I'm here for. You know what I mean? Seeing it the first time, you're just, you're waiting in anticipation. But when you know what's coming, you're just like, okay, I just kind of want to get to that. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, it was just a good movie until the other two Spider-Man popped up, and then it became a really good movie. Yeah. So I agree. I don't think I'm going to go see it, you know, two more times at the theaters. <laughs> uh, but I did go see uh, Winter Soldier three times. I think it's a great movie. I yeah. went and saw Civil War twice. Uh, okay. I would have seen Infinity War more than once, but at the time I was engaged and my fiance was like, nah, we ain't having that. So I once. <laughs> I think I saw Infinity War four times in theaters. Oh, such a good movie, man. Man, I love it. It's it's great. That's a whole nother whole nother whole nother podcast. Um, but tell us tell us a little bit about your uh, your comic book background, man. When did you start reading comic books? What got you into them? You know, when I was uh I'm 44, so when I was eight, so we're saying 85, my mother brought me a comic called Wiz Kids. It's not Marvel or DC. It was about two kids who were thwarting crimes with people kidnapping kids, and that was my very first comic book. And then from there, uh, probably early 90s is when I got into collecting comics. I was, uh, I don't know, 14, 15. I, I got into it, and then I stopped. And then when I joined the military and deployed certain locations, we couldn't go off base. So we would have families send us comics and movies. So we would just rotate through comics and movies. And you wouldn't, you would be surprised how many adults read comics because yeah, it just yeah. it's off of what's going on currently, you know? And uh, when I got out the military, I had free time and I started buying comics again, started getting right nice. back in. Nice. How many comics would you say you own now? Like a rough estimate. You know what? Uh, we moved from California to Texas. The moving company lost two big boxes. And I mean like oh. three feet high were those boxes. They lost two of them. My wife said they stole them. But uh, currently, I, I really couldn't tell you. Maybe five, 6,000. Wow. That's crazy. So you probably had another five, 6,000 stolen from you. Uh, more, if not uh, more. That's Some of, man, that, Dude, they definitely stole. When did you move from Cali? Uh, in 2019. Oh, yeah. No, that was like peak, bro. That was like peak superhero time. So they probably <laughs> saw that. And they're like, oh, this is money. Oh, my goodness. Did you, because you buy most of your books physical, right? Like physical comics. I do. I cover comics on my on my channel, so uh, I'll use the electronic for those. But mm -hmm. I still buy physical ones. Uh, I'm still trying to recollect the ones that are missing. 
So I'm buying a lot of older comics from the, the early 90s, especially X-Men and Batman. Okay. Did you notice the spike in comic book prices as the movies oh. got more popular? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Oh my goodness. I'm like, yo, I remember when, when the book was 75 cents and I'm paying <laughs> five, you know? So yeah, dude, it, it was wild. That's what made me stop collecting physical books. And I was just like, because a movie would come out and every book related to that movie would triple in price, but the digital ones would be on sale for like 99 cents. So I'm mm -hmm. like, why am I, why am I spending all this money? Like I'm still, it's, I'm just reading it. You know what I mean? Cause I, I don't collect with the idea of I want to resell it. I collect with just, I just truly like this. Mm -hmm. I just want I just want to read it. So yeah, I, I, I switched to digital, but I when, didn't start reading comics until I talk about this a lot. I didn't start reading comics until I was in college. So I started reading comics about, uh, what is it? 2021, seven years ago now, something oh. like that. Now, so it, like, I'm like young in terms of like a comic book reader, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, like I, started, I started as a kid too. So my, uh, my brothers were into comics and I have uh, three older brothers and there's a bit of an age gap. So like from like me starting to read, I was reading their comics. So, so about what year? Late nineties. All right. All right. All right. So you're a little bit older. So, uh, yeah, I, there's a little, I'm a little bit older than Nick, just just a bit. I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 30, so it's not a huge <laughs> difference. Yeah, not, not huge. I know from your channel, you're a big fan of Batman. You're a big fan of Spider-Man. I know you like the X-Men. I know people, whenever you get on live, people mm -hmm. love to ask you who would win in a fight. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been a couple times you're like, I didn't really get on here to do this. I just wanted to show off my comics. I wanted to open some boxes. And people are just like, this person versus this person, this person. And I'm just like, wow. This, they really <laughs> like to hear your opinion on like who went in the fight. Honestly, uh, I don't want to just talk about comics on there. I want to talk about movies if I can, because I'll bring up movie posters. And people do not care. They're like, yeah, say what you got to say about that movie. But I want to <laughs> So uh, <clears throat> I try to give the the best most educated answers i can based off of what i've read but i always let people know i don't know everything and there's millions of books out there i have never read so if someone says yeah. well in this book this happened cool i haven't read it so <laughs> that's the thing about comics man like oh yeah there's millions of references literally mm. like you could be completely sure that a character can only do X, Y, and Z. And then somebody's like, no, no, no. In this <laughs> issue of this run of 22 years ago, for this one panel, they did this one thing. And you're like, what? I, how am I supposed to? And, and you have those guys out there. They're always, they want to disprove whatever you say. Like, they'll get some yeah. sort of credibility. But I'm not on TikTok for fans. I'm just on TikTok to share something that I like. And people just started following me, so I do appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, you, you you put out quality content. I really enjoy it, man. I try to make it funny. I try. <laughs> I get that. Funny, funny works, man. People like to follow funny. It's it can be tough with comics though, because mm -hmm. you 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 kind of like to look at the more serious side of it, right? Especially as an adult, you're like, you know, there's more to it than 
just people, men in tights. Like it's, it's some deep storylines. There's some mm -hmm. dramatic emotional moments. There's some dark moments. Like as an adult, you like to try to bring that to light to show other adults that like, Hey, this ain't just for kids. Like this, you could find or relate to this. I, I promise you, you can. Uh, quite a few. As a matter of fact, uh, people ask me, Captain America is my favorite hero. And people ask me why. Well, number one, I was in the military. You know, he was in the army. Um, the, the fact that you have this man, granted, he's enhanced, but he's still just a man. And he leads a team that has geniuses and sorcerers and gods, and they follow his lead. So it, it speaks to his character, uh, not only as a hero, but just, you know, as a man, the, the respect he, he garners from his, his they're not, I don't they're his peers as heroes, but physically, you know, they're beyond him, but they respect him that much. So, uh, yeah, I always, I, I bring that up when I used to be in the military. I'm like, yeah, I'm Captain America. Y'all can be whoever you want. All right. So. <laughs> Fair enough, man. No, that's good. I, I haven't I, met many people where Captain America was their favorite hero. That's actually yeah, really cool. Me neither. Are we always talking about on this, on this podcast that Captain America has the best trilogy. Would you agree or disagree? Best movie trilogy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to argue. It's better than the, to me, it's better than the, the Dark Knight trilogy. We agree. Uh, yeah, we both, we both even, agree with you. Uh, even the, uh, the first Captain America, which I wasn't fond of when I first saw it, uh, to me, Winter Soldier is the first or second best movie between that and Infinity War, and then uh, Civil War is probably third or fourth best. But the I first guess. Captain I wasn't fond of until my wife, I rewatched it with her, and she was talking about, look at all the heart in this movie, and I was just thinking about how boring it was, but when I did rewatch it, I said, you know what? It's better than what I thought, for sure. Yeah, you definitely learn to appreciate it with multiple watches, because mm -hmm. I get a lot, I hear a lot of that too. A lot of people say that the first Captain America is boring. But in my opinion, it did exactly what it was supposed to do, and it executed it very, very well. Like, I agree. No, it's not the most thrilling. It's not as exciting as the first Iron Man, but, like, it, it's not Iron Man. Like, it's Captain America. is completely different. You know, he's so different as a character. Mm -hmm. You do learn to appreciate it. And then when you throw it into that trilogy with Winter Soldier and Civil War, you're like – yeah, it's still kind of boring in comparison, but it set it up perfectly. It did a great job. Absolutely. So, um, so Captain America is your favorite, but uh, you love a lot of different characters. And when I asked you, you know, what's something you like to talk about coming on our episode? Because we like to give our guests the opportunity to come with something that they feel comfortable with because sometimes we talk to people who don't necessarily read comic books they may only watch the movies or vice versa so we like to give our guests the opportunity to like talk about something that they may feel more comfortable talking about with or be more knowledgeable with and then we'll do the hard work of learning more researching more if we have to right so you came and you said you wanted to talk about batman versus spider-man which i thought was very interesting and my first thought was, in a fight? Because I, is that it, really that much it, of a fight? I don't. He, it's not fair. Uh, Spider-Man, to me, Peter Parker, 
will wash the entire Bat family from Bruce to Damien. He will go through them like a hot knife through butter to me. But like I said, <laughs> it's just looking at his feats compared to Batman's, compared to the Bat family's feats, period. Um, but those Batman fans, like I can't, I can't talk to them. So I, I tell other creators when they say, yo, man, I have such a problem with Batman fans. I said, our job is not to change their minds because once someone gets a, a cult mentality, once they get that, you can't change their minds. You just show them what's there and then you let them decide for themselves. So that's all, sure. that's all. It was just, hey, this is what Spider-Man can do. This is what Batman can do. You pick for yourselves. Cool. And, and yeah, we're going to be breaking that down. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying uh, it doesn't mean Batman is a worse hero. It's just he's at a different level than Spider-Man. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and so we're going to be breaking that down throughout this episode. We're going we're gonna to talk about their movies. We're going to talk about their, you know, animated appearances. We're going to talk about their rose gallery. We're just going to kind of really address the two characters. Uh, before we go into this, just so you know, um, a running kind of thing we have going is I'm more of a Marvel fan when it comes to comics and movies. Sean is more of a DC person, especially when it comes to comics. He, he hasn't had the best luck with movies, right? Um, it's a but, little unfair. Yeah. <laughs> comics and animated animated stuff he, he's more of a dc person so i like to call myself the marvel expert we call sean the dc expert sean's favorite hero is batman i saw the bat in the background yep so he he's <laughs> one of those guys uh, so we're gonna have fun with this and i always i always preface batman's my favorite we're like like Nick is Marvel and I'm like deep, but we're like almost like, like I'm a humongous Marvel fan. He's also a humongous DC That's fan. It's just more interesting to keep us separate. Uh, but that being said, uh, I'm going to ask you two questions. Not who could win, but mm -hmm. are you a more Spider-Man fan than Batman? And then are oh. you a more Marvel fan than DC? Uh, well, my three favorite heroes in this order are Captain America, Wolverine and Batman. Uh, I am not a big Spider-Man fan, uh, to be honest with you. Now, because of this debate, I've learned so much more about Spider-Man, a lot that I, I didn't know, because I already knew a lot about Batman. I, I've been collecting his books since the 90s. I, I wasn't really a, ever a big Spider-Man fan. Uh, as far as more Marvel or DC, I am honestly, I'm kind of balanced. Uh, so, I mean, just like us. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. It's funny that you say that because uh, I was thinking uh, Batman is my favorite, but I had like a humongous Spider-Man, like as a kid, like a huge run of me. Like that's the only comics I read was Spider-Man, which I think it was very, very like uh, because of Tobey Maguire, like that first Spider-Man was like, like that was the first live action superhero movie that I remember like going to theaters to see. I, didn't, I missed that with the early Batmans. <laughs> Fair enough. And the early Superman uh, So speaking of movies, I know you want the opportunity to talk more about the movies. I thought we start with the movies. They're live action movies. So arguably Batman and Spider-Man are two of the most popular comic book characters in the world, right? Next to Superman. It's probably like those three. Um last time I checked, I, I'm pretty sure it was like those three. They both have eight 
live action title movie. So what I mean by that is like, there's eight movies that have the title of Spider-Man and eight movies that have the title of Batman. They're in more than that, but they, they each have eight live action title movies. Um, when you look at Are them you though- sure that's correct? Yeah, what, what do you think I'm missing? Live action. Live action. Yeah. There was three with Tobey Maguire, two with Andrew Graffard, and now three with Tom Holland. Are we counting Avengers movies? No, title. So Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Amazing Spider-Man 1, 2. No Way Home. Or Homecoming. Mm, Far From Home, No Way Home. Three. So that's eight. Come on, man. Don't challenge my math. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I looked up, I looked it up, and according to Rotten Tomatoes, I'm missing one Batman too. What's the Batman I'm missing? I don't know which ones do you have. It's the the three first ones, right? Three for uh, Christian Bale, so right? Six. There's Batman v Superman, right? And there's um, seven. One with uh, um, two with uh, Michael Keaton. One with George Clooney. One with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. There. That's what I'm missing. The Val Kilmer one. Batman. To forever. preference this, I've never seen the 1989 Batman. And I think it was just because it was before my time. This conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> Believe you. Get out of here. I was going to say, I, don't, I was going to kill him. <laughs> I knew it was. I've seen him. I don't remember him super well, but I've definitely seen him. Oh, I've seen man. Like, parts of it, but I don't think I've seen it all the way through. <laughs> It's, you know what? This, it's one this, of those things. I know enough references from it that I, I don't know if I need to watch it, but I should probably watch it. Yes, yes, you need to watch it. Absolutely. You know what else he hasn't seen? I like to bring this up. He also hasn't seen a single Star Wars movie. Look, that's. <sighs> Look, uh, yeah, we. Should... <laughs> you can go watch it all. <laughs> I'll still be here. I can't believe you. I know, man. I gotta, I gotta watch them. But according to Rotten Tomatoes, they ranked the top 75 superhero movies of all time. Or rate it, rather. Like the Rotten Tomatoes rating. Number one. You have any guess what num- the number one highest rated Rotten Tomatoes superhero movie is? The Dark Knight. No. I no. would have guessed that, too. Uh, how many guesses do I get? One more. Okay. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Nope. It is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Get out of here. That is the highest rated superhero movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Great movie. It is a great movie. I mm-hmm. argue it's the best Spider-Man movie. Sean doesn't feel the same way, but I think it's the best Spider-Man movie. I, I hadn't considered it because it's animation, but uh, my wife and I, we actually talked about it earlier after we saw No Way Home. And yeah, I agree. It is the, the best Spider-Man movie. I just think animated movies are on a different level. Well, I, I mean, you count it as an animated movie, then no. I mean, you know, but if right. you throw that in with the other Spider-Man, then it's the best one. Would you say Under the Red Hood was the best Batman movie? It's, it's up there. I say it's number two. Uh, I am really fond of Batman Beyond Returns of Joker. That is a good one. I like that one a lot. I like that reference so into the spider versus number one the dark knight falls at number five really yeah number five 
I was mostly just focusing on Spider-Man and Batman. I didn't really uh, keep track of the other ones. Uh, but Dark Knight Files at number five. Spider-Man 2 is number 12. Spider-Man Homecoming is number 13. Far From Home is 18. And we don't see a Batman movie again until number 24, which is the Lego Batman movie. What? Yeah. Get out of here. Yep. Did you like the Lego Batman movie? Did you watch it? I, I took my godson and that movie put me to sleep. Really? <laughs> I really enjoyed the Lego Batman movie. I didn't, man. I tried to. I'm like, yo, it's Batman. Even though it's Legos, it's got to be good. And probably about 30 minutes into it, I was gone, drooling everything. <laughs> you just couldn't get behind the, like, the, the silliness of the, the Legos? I don't know what it was. I, I Maybe that's it, because I didn't like the Lego movie. I took him to go see that also. And I didn't like the Lego movie. Okay. So what is your top Batman movie of all time? Batman 89. Really? Wow, that's why he got so mad at me. <laughs> it's such a... Dude, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's Batman is... I mean, Michael Keaton's like dwarf height. He's like five foot two, you know, he's, but he's intimidating on stilts. That's crazy. And mm. his whole aesthetic was, oh man, he didn't need a voice modulator to say, I'm Batman and still scare people. Uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker was just a different level. He was Jack Nicholson and Joker from the comic combined. It was, oh, I cannot believe you. <laughs> sorry man I, uh, let's get nuts I guess you know what I mean <laughs> I know the references I, I got your reference yeah I just Never, I gotta I, watch the movie like all the way through please do I will please. <laughs> okay so 1989 Batman is your favorite Batman movie of all time what's your favorite Spider-Man movie of time uh, just live action it's Spider-Man 2 Okay. When's the last time you saw that movie? Probably, I was in Texas, so it's, it's been within the last two years. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Who do you think, who, who's your favorite live action Spider-Man? It's Tom Holland. Uh, I think the best Spider-Man was Andrew Garfield. He was the most comic accurate Spider-Man with the trash talking. I think the best Peter Parker was Tobey Maguire. He, he embodied that nerdy Parker. But Tom Holland has a little bit of both. So I think he's the best Spider-Man. It's, it's like you took the words right out of my mouth. I have a TikTok saying exactly that. So here, here's my argument. I just rewatched Spider-Man 2 yesterday, right? I feel like people are really wrapped in the nostalgia of Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Because watching him again, I think he's the worst of both. I think he's the worst Peter Parker, and I think he's the worst Spider-Man. He's gonna leave now. I know, he's first the Batman, now this. I know this is an unpopular opinion, and this is probably the most unpopular opinion I've ever said on this show, but mm -hmm. I think I, he, his characterization of Peter Parker does not hold up to me. Not in compare, I mean, I don't really like Andrew Garfield's uh, Peter Parker. He wasn't really Peter Parker. He was like hipster, new age mm -hmm. Peter Parker. He was just a weird dude. 
I think Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker. I think he does the best job of balancing like the nerdy awkwardness of Peter Parker, but also like the genius of Peter Parker. And I think Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker was just flat out awkward. He wasn't like nerdy awkward or like relatable awkward. He was just awkward. He was just a he was just quiet and weird and just, I don't know. I just didn't like, like I, him. I so disagree with you, but okay. I mean, Andrew Garfield technically was a stalker. Yeah. Right? He stalked Gwen the entire movie. Uh, Tom Holland, his Peter Parker, I don't, I don't know. He was just, I don't think he was so much nerdy as he was just young. He was kind of mm. immature. I don't think he was nerdy. I think, Toby Maguire's Parker was more nerdy than anything else. Uh, I get the awkward part, but he was usually awkward around Mary Jane, you know, around everyone else. He was just, he was a nerdy kid. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. I, I definitely get it. I would encourage you to rewatch it. Okay. Yeah, it's been two years. It hasn't even been that long. I just rewatch it. Like I said, I just feel like his his portrayal of Peter Parker does not hold up as well as everybody. You need to rewatch the first one. Well, I people I argue would, that the second one's better. Yeah, but he's super nerdy in the first one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he I showed think the nerdiest shines through more in the first one than in the second one. Yeah, especially that period before he's even Spider Man, mm-hmm. chasing the bus. You get that period in in two where he like loses his powers for a while and he's like full bone Peter Parker. And I just, I don't know. He right. throws glasses on. And but I'm it's just also like, like his college years, which is just like a completely different thing. I mean, I guess that's fair. All right. Maybe I need to rewatch the first one. I just feel like he didn't hold up. Like I, I liked him way better in no way home than I did rewatching him in Spider-Man too. Well, in no way home, he was also my age. You know, he, sure. he's a old Spider-Man. He's, been there and done that and he's with mary jane so i mean he doesn't have to be a nerd anymore yeah like spider-man for 20 some years so did no way home make you care for any of them more than you had before like it change your mind on any of them andrew garfield 100 percent. yeah i felt the same way yep andrew garfield especially when he caught uh mary jane uh and and the fact that he was getting ready to cry, and that was a really good acting job by Andrew Garfield also. But uh, I felt all tingly, and I was like, all right, you better not cry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's sitting next to you, so I kept it in. <laughs> no, nah, man, he, he really gave the impression that, like, he was, he was trying to redeem himself as Spider-Man, you know, because I think he understood that his movies are considered the worst. And they, it, it almost seems like they made jokes towards it because he, he was like Peter Three as like yeah. he's the least favorite. But he Tobey, like, man, he showed up and he acted circles around, around Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. Like, I really enjoy it. Like, it makes you want to see more of him. I was like, man, he was actually a really good Spider-Man. Like, we should see more of this guy. You know, um, when uh, Tobey was talking to him, and he was like, you know, because he felt bad about himself. He's like, yeah, I'm the worst one out of all of us. And Toby's like, no, nah, man, you're amazing. I was like, ah, amazing Spider-Man. I know. 
I was like, ah, he said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do hope, uh, I, I hope he does get a trilogy. I hope he gets a third one because they even said maybe one day you'll find your MJ because, you know, the other two have their own MJs. And yeah. he lost in, and they were like, maybe you'll find your MJ. So maybe if we get a third one, he'll have his own Mary Jane. Yeah, or it'd be good, man. I think <clears throat> I think he really redeemed himself, and yeah, I think he really. And it, even if we don't get any more of them, I like that they just kind of addressed what he went through and what he had been going through. Like the, it was such a simple line, but when he talks about like, you know, after a while, I just stopped pulling my punches, and that's a big deal for Spider Man because most of his villains are like normal human beings, and like if he really wanted to kill them he could do it in one punch. So the idea that there's this rageful Spider-Man out there just knocking people out, is like, <laughs> man, that's a lot to think about. I would like to see that. I want that. You know what? That's a better Spider-Man 3. I don't want him to find his MJ. I want to see angry Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> just cracking skulls. Just yeah. in the alley knocking people out. That's good stuff, man. So who's your favorite live-action Batman? Is it Michael Keaton? It is Michael Keaton. Okay. It is. Uh, I think he, because he's a better actor than uh, Ben Affleck and Christian Bale and definitely Val Kilmer and George Clooney, he did a far better job. Uh, it's Michael Keaton. He doesn't have the physicality. He's not a big dude. He did, like, get cut. He got in shape. But he's not like the heroes we see nowadays who are big and bulky and, and muscle all over the place. So a lot of it, a lot of his intimidation had to come from his acting. And I think he did a really good job. Yeah, definitely. Were you one of the Ben Affleck doubters when he was announced as the next Batman? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I saw Daredevil at the theater, so I was still pissed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Ben Affleck doubter, 100%. And I will say this much about Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, his warehouse scene in Batman v Superman, the best fight scene in any Batman movie. I don't disagree with you. I 100% agree. That is the best Batman fight scene. Mm -hmm. I think any of any live action Batman fight scene. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. Best. I mean, he was murdering people, but it was yeah. still good. I'm okay with it. <laughs> He's actually, this might surprise you, I, I doubt a Ben Affleck too. He is my favorite Batman. I think the movie, like Batman v Superman and the Justice League movie are not great movies, but I do think Ben Affleck does a good job as Batman. Um, I think Justice League did him a disservice. Uh, Batman v Superman, he was too hard. Justice League, he was too soft, too silly. Mm. If they could yeah, find yeah. medium, he might be a better Batman. Did you watch um, the Zack Snyder cut? Yeah, I, I was far superior to the Joss Whedon yeah. cut. Absolutely. And I've seen it twice. Two, two or three times. I've seen three. So you've watched that more than one? That's a four-hour movie. Yeah, but I got time. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. When I'm, when I'm studying for my classes, I'll throw it on. and It can be background noise, and I'll look up every now and then and be like, yeah, that's cool, and go back to study. <laughs> that's fair, man. <laughs> All right, cool. So Batman and Spider-Man – drastically different characters, but they do share a lot of similarities, right? Um, like you said, Batman is, he's, he's the dark, he's the night, he's vengeance, right? He's, he's, he's this character that's designed to 
scare and intimidate and operate on fear then and br- brutality mostly then you have spider-man the the nerdy kid who is almost an alter ego to his his regular life persona of peter parker and then you got spider-man the quippy uh you know f- funny quick-witted man in a mask friendly neighborhood spider-man what I like about them is that both of their inspirations do draw from loss, right? They both mm-hmm. lost a parental figure and that's what inspires them to, to do what they do, to do the right thing, to go out in the streets and risk their life to try to save other people. I, I agree. Uh, I can't stand, and again, I'm not picking on Batman fans. I don't want anyone to get upset and look me up on TikTok and write me hate mail, but I can't... <laughs> Well, Batman's mentally stronger than Peter Parker. Uh, and I, Because I always ask why. Whenever someone makes a comment, uh, I always ask why. Why do you think that? Because I'm curious. Uh, and they say, well, Batman has gone through more, more hurt, more pain. He's come out. And they bring up Jason Todd. And they bring up what happened to Barbara. And I say, all right, well, Peter Parker lost Gwen. Right. And he lost uh, Uncle Ben. Yeah. So now, and they say, well, you know, Batman's villains are... are they're very analytical, like the Joker. And, and I, I say, what, well, what did the Joker do? Well, he shot Barbara and, and he blew up a, uh, a daycare. Uh, no, it was a kindergarten, elementary school, he blew up. So I said, all right, cool. Well, the Green Goblin, very much like the Joker, if not more deranged and more intelligent, because if they read Siege, then they know it was the Green Goblin who orchestrated the downfall of Asgard. I said, now, has the Joker ever done anything like that without major assistance, you know, some sort of power? And they can't think of anything because I, I remember Thor was there trying to defend Asgard, but it was the Green Goblin who, who orchestrated that downfall. So Batman's enemies aren't more cruel than, uh, than Peter Parker, Spider-Man's. They're just, they go about it differently. Yeah, and when absolutely. you think about Batman's villains, they do it on a smaller scale. It seems more brutal because it's more personal, but it's on a smaller scale. Spider-Man's villains like Electro, he, he'll walk down the street and electrocute, you know, 50, 60 people real easy. So, because they, they have superpowers. So it's, right. I, I really think, like you said, they're, they are kind of opposites of the same coin also. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, people do... I mean, whenever people think about Batman, they automatically think about the Joker, right? And they mm-hmm. automatically think they're the dark and the light of, like you said, they're two sides of the same coin. And that's always the Joker's argument, which we love. As an audience, we love that dynamic of they're essentially the same. They just go about it opposite directions about what they do, right? Uh, they both have very strong mental problems, but... <laughs> one decides to do good and the other one just doesn't care. And the Joker's always like, you know, you're only one bad day away from being me. We love that as an audience, but I, you're right. People have drastically underestimated what the Green Goblin has done just to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Siege because I have read that comic. I own it physically and I have read it. And I forgot it was Norman Osborn who orchestrated all of that. So that is crazy to think about. He orchestrated the downfall of Asgard. That's insane. But just some of the stuff that like the Green Goblin has done to Peter Parker, 
we know he killed Gwen Stacy, right? That's the big one. And that's the one people always bring up. And usually people stop there because they don't know. But he's also buried Aunt May alive mm -hmm. and left Peter like 30 minutes to find her before she ran out of oxygen. He stole Peter and MJ's newborn baby. Mm -hmm. Still don't know where that child is. But the baby was stillborn. So it, it wasn't alive. But just the fact that they never got that yeah. chance to bury that baby and have that closure. Yeah insane um he's tortured peter on numerous occasions including one where he wanted him to become the hair his like his heir to green mm -hmm. goblin so he drugged him fed him hallucinogenics made him listen to like um uncle ben's music with subliminal messages in them and tried to like convince him to become the next green goblin like so he's tortured Spider-Man to the same level, I would say, that the Joker has tortured Batman. And he slept with uh, Gwen Stacy also. So don't forget that. I was going to bring that up, yeah. Yeah, that's also a big one. I think like it's the only yeah. advantage that Batman has as far as what the Joker's done to him, I mean, not that it's a good thing, but the Joker's broken Batman. Uh, for those who have read Emperor Joker, you know, every night he would have vultures come and pick Batman apart. And eventually that broke him. So every night he's being picked to the bone and then reconstituted because Joker had the power of Mr. Mick, Mr. Mixioplex, Mr. Mixioplex. <laughs> but he had his power. So every night he would have vultures just pick him to the bone and then reconstitute him. Pick him to the bone, reconstitute him. And when he caught Superman and had Superman hanging by Batman, uh, Batman told Superman, hey, I want to kill the Joker. You know, because he kept doing that to him. And then at the end of the story, Batman was broken. So Superman had to have the specter, uh, like, reset Batman's mind, have him forget everything. Because that sat with him. So he's actually broken Batman before. So overall, who do you think has a better rogues gallery? Because those are two of arguably the best rogues galleries in comics. Yeah, and yeah. most recognizable easily. Because of my background in law enforcement, I prefer the uh, Batman's Rose Gallery. I like Detective Batman. I, I like him figuring out crimes. I don't want him trying to fight world beaters. I don't like him fighting his teammates. I like him figuring out crimes. Uh, so I lean more towards Batman's Rose Gallery. Okay. Sean, who you got? You know I like Batman's Rose Gallery. <laughs> I think I think the thing was close. I like Spider-Man's Rose Gallery too, but I I, I think you kind of like hit it on. Like I like the detective figuring things out versus it just being like a big battle. Yeah, I get that. I do like that most of Batman's villains can be broken down to some kind of uh, psychological disorder. Mm -hmm. You got the Riddler, who's just narcissism. You have I can't think of the other ones off the top of my head, but they all have some kind of just like mental disorder. And they can be broken down to like kind of that as the core of their inspiration for what they do. So I do like that. Um, but Spider-Man's Rose Gallery, it's solid. There's a couple of weird like ones in there that aren't like that compelling. Uh, like the Rhino, for example, like he's just kind of like a brute. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he doesn't really serve serve much of an opposition to, to Spider-Man other than just like physically versus Green Goblin. 
um, who tortures him versus Doc Ock, who rivals, if not is smarter than him, right? And he he took over as Spider-Man and wanted to be an even better one. Like, there's a lot more to that. You know, again, I, I always talk about levels. So Batman is peak human. Most of his villains are peak human, if not below physically, mentally, most of them are below him, except maybe like the Joker. I, I, I do know the Joker's smarter than Batman. Uh, with Spider-Man, because he's not peak human, he's superhuman, he's up here. So most of his villains have to be up here to compete with him, uh, especially physically. So the Rhino, while boring, serves his p- purpose. Uh, he's that physical match, like you said. Uh, most of them are almost as strong like Scorpion is almost as strong. Green Goblin is almost as strong. And from time to time, they've overpowered him. Um, but I, I, I like the dynamic of Batman's villains with Batman. All right, here's the crime. You know, who did it? And how did I do it? Figure it out. And I, I like that whole dynamic. Spider-Man's villains tend to be a little bit, a little bit more straightforward, depending on who you're dealing with. All right, you want to do you want to do a first our first versus battle? You want to do it? Put some put some people up against each other. We're talking about Rogues Gallery. I brought up Rhino. That's the that's Spider Man's brute, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bane, I would say, would be Batman's brute. Even though we know Bane intelligence level is significantly higher than the Rhino. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, a lot of Batman's villains are more human level. Bane is one of the ones who can kind of compete with more of the superpowered beings without going to superpowered beings. Why don't you pick a venue for us and see um, where we where they're gonna battle it out? <laughs> Hogwarts. Oh my gosh! All right. Uh, so break down what a magical what castle with moving stairs and passageways, and the Great Hall has a ceiling that you know references the outside and. You make it outside, there's the Forbidden Forest. It's got a bunch of magical creatures that could be potentially dangerous. Mm. There's a whopping willow tree that can smack it up. Do you do, you do Harry Potter at all? Uh, I've seen the first movie, and I saw The Order of the Phoenix, which I went to sleep on, I will admit it. Uh, I haven't seen any other Harry Potter movies besides those two. Okay, that's fine. Neither is Nick. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen many of them either. I've seen like two. Okay, All so right. we're talking Bane and Rhino battling it out in a magic school. Moving staircases. Yes. I, I think of a magic castle. Think Not of like an old school castle. castle. It's all like, you know, cement. I don't know if castles are made out of cement. Whatever castles are made out of. Okay, mostly brick. All right. Um... So we're looking at Rhino, right? He's, he's super What's, powerful. How, how are we going to do this here? How about I be the judge because I'm the only one that knows Hogwarts? That's fine. Okay. All right. So it's going to be me versus you, Jay. All right. Who you got? I have the Rhino. Okay. I'll argue Bane there. All right. Uh, like you said, when it comes to combat IQ, uh, it's, it's Bane. When it comes to fighting skill, it's Bane. But Bane at his best is an enhanced human. Uh, his primary fighting style is grappling. Uh, the Rhino is a metahuman, so we're talking about a dude that can lift 75 tons and more. Um, his durability goes to Rhino. He, he's covered in that yeah, suit. That is I mean, through walls. So 
if Bane attempted to take him down in some sort of wrestling, wrestling hold or whatever, Rhino is, he's going to stomp him and it's not going to be close. Bane's best chance, I think, is try to figure out one of those spells and see if he can get something to work on him. I haven't seen Bane do magic in the, uh, in the, but it's not to say he can't learn something. I mean, he's highly intelligent. He figured out who Batman was, but he's got to do it quick because Rhino is going to be on him. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. I appreciate you, you know, falling in line with the way we do things and immediately going like, oh, okay, we're in the magic castle. He might figure out a spell. So that's good. <laughs> um, I would say, and here's why we like to do this whole venue thing, or at least to spice things up a bit, because I think that might play a, a pretty large factor in it, right? Because Bane, you're right. You're absolutely right. If it comes down to like a grappling match, Bane's done. Like it's not even close of a competition. Rhino does have the durability. If I had to argue a point for Bane, I would say he would use his intelligence to maybe wear Rhino down a bit. What I mean by that is like, if we're looking at a castle where staircases change and walls move and things like that, I'd imagine Bane could figure out some kind of pattern, the, the way they move, how they move, and just run Rhino in circles, like just straight up confuse them. And then maybe capitalize on something there. But yeah, if it comes down to a grappling match, Rhino's got it. This is a hard argue. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is a, this is a tough argue. <laughs> it's not easy. I mean, I, think, I feel like you're onto something. I I just can't see how Bane would finish Rhino off. That's I don't think he can break his back. He can't break his back like he did Batman. That's not happening. No, he can give him a back massage, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> so, I mean, Bane, like you, you said. Do you think Bane could lift Rhino up over his head? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This uh, is the thing, too. We didn't say this in the beginning. We got we to gotta be saying the strongest version of each character. Well, on his Venom, I think Bane can lift something like three to four tons. Uh, but Rhino is he's in that 50 to 75 ton area. Right. But it doesn't mean he weighs that much. People wonder how Batman can throw Superman. Superman's super strong and can lift the planet, but he still only weighs like 230, you know? Right. So yeah. if 500 pounds, five, 600 pounds, yeah, that's clear within Bane's range. The only thing is, is or the only thing is Rhino's not going to stand there and be like, okay, now pick me up, Bat. It's, it's not one of those. So Rhino's going to be fighting back. Uh, I, all he has to do is get his hands on Bane, and it's that's a wrap. True. That's, That's it. I think if I think if Bane can run Rhino around a bit, get him a little disoriented, which I I believe he could do, he could mm -hmm. land some really good blows and maybe put him down for a minute, but he's not gonna stay down. I don't think he has the strength to put Rhino down permanently. Okay, so J1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was unfair. I think it was unfair. It was it was I, a little I mean, I think, knowing Hogwarts, like, Bane could have definitely just kept making Rhino angry and then mm -hmm. jumping out of the way. And then how many times is Rhino going to be able to run through a wall before, like, it's really taken still? Because I feel like a lot of the times, that's what Spider-Man kind of does. Spider-Man just dodges Rhino until he hits something that he shouldn't. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's a good point. But Jay yeah. definitely destroyed you with that. No, I know. <laughs> because yeah. you're right. It's... 
also one of the greatest feats we ever seen Bane accomplish came with prep time, right? And it's that argument. If Bane doesn't have that prep time, if he doesn't know what he's up against when it comes to Rhino, and he immediately goes to just grapple with this dude because he thinks, oh, he's running up on me. I'm going to grab him. Right. He's done. It's, a, it's done. You ever see that, uh, that episode of Young Justice when the brother and sister went to Bane's Island and uh, the brother yeah. took the, that, that drug that made him the monster mm-hmm. and he fought Bane and destroyed Bane? I, I think it would go a lot like that, actually. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. <laughs> Uh, I'd be just like that. Who's some other villains of note, you would say? For those uh, two characters? Yeah, for those two characters. Spider-Man and Batman. We got Doc Ock, right? Doc Ock's a big one. Mm-hmm. Do you consider Kingpin more of a Spider-Man villain or a Daredevil villain? I consider him to be more of a Daredevil villain, honestly. I have uh, Daredevil Last Rites on my wall right now, and it's got the Kingpin, the fall of the Kingpin. Uh, most everything... We talk about what villains have done to heroes. Or what are some of the worst things? Well, I think Kingpin has done worse things to Daredevil than he's done to anyone else. So their their match is more personal than anything. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's true. Do you think there's a person in the Batman verse that is a as good of a like a Kingpin, like a crime boss, as the Kingpin? Shoot, because I was thinking about. Uh, Cobblepot, uh, Alberto Falcone. I think he's I more Falcone too. I forgot about yeah. Falcone. I thought Cordovales would be closer to the power that Kingpin has mm-hmm. over like New York. I look at Cordovales kind of like how I look at uh, uh, Ra's al Ghul's League of Deem- or League of Assassins. How I look at the end, you know. They're there, and they're not there at the same time. So I don't know if they're constantly enforcing anything. They just kind of pop up. I I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Do you think – okay, so let's let's, let's ask this question. Batman versus Spider-Man's role gallery and Mm -hmm. Spider-Man versus Batman's role gallery. Who's Mm – before we just dive into, like, who would win, who's giving – the hero the most problems like who of spider-man's villain is giving batman the most problems and vice versa i think uh something that people don't consider when they talk about oh well batman can beat doc ock or batman can beat craven what they don't consider is these guys form a team to take on spider-man so you have six peak humans to superhumans forming a team to take on one person and i asked them does batman have a sinister six, uh, a team of rotating villains, you know, that will take on Batman. And the answer is always, well, he fights Justice League. Well, the Justice League is not their enemy, not his enemy. So does he have a team like that? And the answer is no. I think if Batman went across the sinister six, Batman's going to lose. If he fought uh, Green Goblin, Batman's going to lose. If he fought Carnage, especially now that Carnage is no longer uh, weak to Sonics or Fire, Batman's going to lose. And we're talking about a, a first-time matchup. How many times does Batman get stumped in his first time meeting someone? It's, I mean, Deathstroke beat him twice the first time they met. Uh, Shiva gave him problems the first time. After that, they've been kind of back and forth. Uh, as we know, Bane broke his back, even though it was a plan he had set up. 
Bane still defeated him. Uh, Azrael has beaten him. So, I mean, I really think Batman would struggle so much more with the physical aspect than Peter would with the whole detective part. Uh, Peter's nowhere near the detective of Batman is, so solving crimes would be more difficult. But again, he does go against criminal masterminds with the kingpin, with the rose. He has Black Cat out there, a, a master thief. Uh, he's got the chameleon out there who could be anyone. So Peter does use his brain qu quite a bit. I think he would have a, a, he'd definitely have an easier time physically. Uh, mentally, he may have some issues because he's not a detective. But ultimately, I think he'd have a, a way easier time with Batman's roles. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, I think one thing that people often underestimate when it comes to Spider-Man is his intelligence. People really underestimate how smart he is. Like, he falls in, like, the top ten of, like, the mm -hmm. smartest people in Marvel. Um, you know, he's not on the level of Mr. Fantastic, obviously, but... They're, they're close. Uh, I actually showed people a book where it had Spider-Man's IQ. I did a couple of videos with it, actually, because I was surprised that his IQ was higher than 250. Um, so, I mean, his IQ is higher than Batman's. It's just when people say, well, Batman's super smart. Cool. Where does it, his intelligence lie? His is more in deduction. That's why he's such a great detective. Peter's is more like biology and chemistry. Right. So, um, but yeah, he's, I mean, we're talking Reed Richards, T'Challa. Uh, uh, I can't think of Reed Richards' daughter. I can't think of her name. But, um, um. Yeah, Peter's definitely top ten in Marvel. Maybe what is her top name? I can't think of it either. That's gonna haunt me. But yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, and you know that was one of my favorite things. Oh, sorry, what did you? Say? Valeria, that's her name. Mm, yep. One of my favorite things about No Way Home was seeing Peter outsmart Doctor Strange. Because when you, again, that's like a mashup when you look at it, you're like, ah, does Peter really stand a chance? Does Spider-Man really stand a chance against Doctor Strange? But to see him outsmart him, this teenager, outsmart the Sorcerer Supreme, you're just like, wow, like, is he really that smart? Like, he is really that smart. And it was that easy for him. He's like, oh, this is just geometry. I can do geometry. Mm -hmm. This is nothing. Because his IQ is that high. Do you think that he could take his intelligence if he was put into a batman style world do you think he can gear that intelligence towards being more deductive and becoming more of a detective i think he could honestly uh i mean like i said he's he has stories where he's had to do detective work so he can definitely if that was his focus yeah he would excel i mean he's people and i don't know why people keep saying oh he's just a kid yeah, Peter Parker hasn't been a kid since I was a kid, right? He got married yeah. in like 87. So stop with the whole, that's ultimate Spider-Man who's dead anyway. Uh, like, no, or Miles Morales, they may have him confused with him, but Peter Parker's grown, grown. He's like 30 years old in the comics. So, yeah, uh, yeah highly intelligent. If he focused on deduction, yeah, he would definitely excel. I can't see why not, honestly. Sean, who do you... Who do you think that spider-man would struggle with the most in batman's rogues gallery i know you were a big spider-man fan growing up but batman's your guy who do you who you think would give him the most problems it's a tough question i kind of want to so say we're here for it, man to answer the tough questions 
I, mean, I wanted to go back real quick because I was, I, I was thinking about how Batman would do against Spider-Man villains. And while like he doesn't have the strength level, um, I still feel like it would be very much like your typical Spider-Man comic book because Spider-Man typically loses first and then wins later. So Batman would lose first because that's the major conflict in the beginning when he first sees the villain. But then he would put together how to take down the character and then win second. I don't think it would be all that different. Uh, could he do it as easy as Spider-Man? I don't know. That's tough to say. I mean, physically, it's going to be more difficult for him because he's not as strong as Spider-Man. But he's going to come up with some doohickey that's going to that's going to make the difference for everybody that he goes against. Like, I think if he went against Green Goblin, yes, the first interaction with Green Goblin, he's going to lose. But the second interaction, he's going to win. You think he would survive the first interaction? Or do you yeah, think Green Goblin could everything. kill him in one go? I mean, it's tough to say that because as soon as you consider that Batman's part of the Justice League and that all the characters that he survives against there, then it's right on par, if not more, than Spider-Man villains. Characters like who, though? Dodging Omega Beams from Darkseid. He can handle dodging a bomb from Green, Green when, Goblin. When did he dodge an Omega Beam from Darkseid? And uh, Batman, uh, Justice League Unlimited. That's unfair, though. That's... that's... That's a different universe. If we're talking comics, uh, Batman has run across Darkseid, what, three times in the comics? Uh, the one time when him and Superman went to go save uh, Supergirl from Darkseid because uh, 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 Granny Goodness was trying to make her one of her minions. So they went to go save him. Batman told Darkseid, yeah, I got bombs all over your planet. They're going to blow up. Because Darkseid was stumping him. He had on the, the armor... Um, the Parademon's armor, because that's the only way he could approach Darkseid. But Darkseid was stumping him out. So that's one time. Another time, people always say, oh, Batman killed Darkseid. Batman did not kill Darkseid in Final Crisis. Batman shot him with the Radeon bullet. Darkseid still lived. Darkseid hit him with the Omega Beam. Batman, we all thought he died, but he was sent to the past. But Darkseid lived all the way through Final Crisis. So Batman didn't kill Darkseid. And then the third time I know of was when Damien was killed. Batman went to... Um, apocalypse to get the the shard to resurrect damien he had the hell bat armor everyone says oh in the hell bat armor he beat no he did not beat dark side they fought dark side was stumping him out stumping him out he threw the shard dark side threw it down and what are the odds of him throwing batman and batman landing right by it when he shot the omega beam at him the shard collected the the energy from the omega beam went through the suit and back at dark side and Darkseid wasn't knocked out. Batman took off after that. So, I mean, <laughs> comics and, and one dude, he, he used comics, movies, and video games as his argument. And I'm like, look, That's man, you tough. got all of them. You can't say collectively it's the same Batman because they're all different Batman. Um, that's why when people use Injustice, I always argue, I'm like, look, that is a different Batman, a different Superman from the prime Batman if you're going to use all of them, then you might as well say, well, the Elseworlds, Batman, they count. And if you're going to go Marvel, you say all the what ifs count, you know? So I like to separate people. I said, all right, we have Prime Earth Batman, Prime Earth, wherever he's going against, what's going to happen? Um, and if they want to do Injustice, well, then we have to have a discussion about Injustice because that's a different universe. But that's, that's how I look at it. It's fair. It's fair. We usually do the strongest version 
okay uh, within reason so we won't go like like it's batman with a green lantern ring because that's not just batman right mm-hmm. um which is then when we start pulling in like oh well uh, in this comic he did this but in this movie he did that but even saying that with the three times that he's seen dark side dark side is reasonably way more mm-hmm. of a threat than green goblin yes so I still feel like the same way, like it would just go like a Batman, it would go like a Spider-Man comic. I don't know. Let me answer your original question. <laughs> oh, who, which Batman villain is given Spider-Man the most problems? Psychologically, it's obviously the Joker, but I don't think it's anything that Spider-Man wouldn't be able to handle because he goes through hard yeah. things all the time. So do you think that... <sighs> I think Clayface would be a lot like him finding Sandman, but maybe as a physical villain. Yeah. Clayface would be difficult. So do you think the Joker could pull off as much crime against Spider-Man as he does against Batman with Spider-Man being superpowered? So like blowing up a school, do you think Spider-Man would have a better chance of stopping that? Yeah, I think think it kind of runs in the same thing that not necessarily Spider-Man's going to know that Joker's about to do this. I think if they're both there and the school's about to blow up, Spider-Man's saving more people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know one thing you wanted to talk about, and we've kind of addressed it a bit, but let's 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 hit it hard now. The fan bases, right? Who has the better fan base, and who has the more toxic fan base? Oh my God, it is not even close. Base <laughs> is the worst fan base. Oh my God, it is not close, and I I don't blame them. I blame Frank Miller because if he hadn't done uh, the Dark Knight Returns, we wouldn't have all this. Batman can beat Superman. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's where it got started, right there. And then throughout the the late '80s, early '90s, Batman became super dark, and uh, oh my goodness, they just became like the worst people ever. And you. <laughs> You can't explain anything to them. Like, I did a video. I said, hey, you know, for the most part, when a superhero is mind-controlled, they're not in charge of all their power, so they don't fight as well. So I use Batman Endgame as an example. When Wonder Woman, they were all Jokerized, but it was Wonder Woman, uh, Superman, Aquaman, and Flash. And they went to go fight Batman. Uh, Wonder Woman charged in. She had a sword, but she tackled him, shoulder first. I said, if if it was Wonder Woman in charge of all her faculties, don't you think she would have gone in sword first if she was trying to kill him? And yeah, Aquaman did yeah. Aquaman can absorb, take all the water out of your body with his trident. He had his trident, he didn't use it. I said, Batman shot this liquid on the ground to make the flash trip up. But we're talking about a dude that can run so fast he can run on air. He can definitely run on walls. And yet he couldn't do anything with that. And then Superman tore apart the Justice League buster was flying Batman in the air, and I asked him, I said, how many options does he have with getting rid of Batman? Let's see, heat vision, he can freeze his face, he can fly at super speed, he can fly he can into grab the him and throw him into outer space. Yes, I said, but he stood there and Batman spit uh, synthesized kryptonite gum on him, and that took him down. And we've seen Superman fight through kryptonite, but that took him out, so I'm like, Whenever someone is mind-controlled, that's the only time he fights the Justice League, is when they're mind-controlled. I said, they're not at their full capability. But because I also added on times where he fought them when they weren't mind-controlled, and they mm-hmm. stumped him out. So I said, at the end of the day, 
I love Batman, believe it or not. But with my content, I try to be as honest as possible. And I said, Batman is just a human. He's fighting alongside gods, but he's a human. Uh, don't try to put him on their level because he's not. Yeah. So I, Batman fans are just... Not all his greatest strength and his greatest limitation, right? That he's human. That's why people yeah. love him so much because he's a human yeah. fighting alongside gods, but hmm? also he's a human fighting alongside gods. Yes. Um, what's the storyline? And I, I'm drawing a blank on which comic it is, but he, he fights Superman when, she's, when he's under the control of Poison Ivy and he punches him with a kryptonite ring almost to the point where he breaks his hand. Uh, Hush is when he was fighting Superman with the kryptonite ring. Hush. Yep, there it is. I use when uh, Superman uses freezing breath and he froze just the glove with the ring on it. I said, why didn't he just freeze his whole body? Yeah. And how is Batman dodging Superman's punch when Superman is borderline a speedster? Again, he was mind-controlled. So I said, mind-controlled heroes never fight to their full capability. It is so rare to see it. That's true. Also, Batman in that comic addresses the fact that, like, if I keep hitting him, I'm going to shatter my hand because he's just, like, it's, it's like punching a brick wall hitting Superman <laughs> in the face. Like, it's not like punching a normal human, like a criminal on the street. Like, even with the kryptonite ring weakening him, he's like, I'm going to shatter my hand if I keep hitting this dude. So... Uh, death, death in the family, where Jason Todd was killed by Joker. You know, Joker became an ambassador, ambassador for Iran. Uh, Batman went to confront him. Superman stopped him because he's like, yo, he's an ambassador. He has diplomatic immunity. You can't do anything. Batman hit him and almost broke his knuckles. You know, he, he, Batman said, I think I broke my hand. And Superman said, no, but you almost did. So, again, he's just a human. I keep telling people that he's just a human no he's enhanced he has dionysium and i tell them the the more powers you try to give batman the worse the character is because then he's no longer batman now he's right. superman so that's true yeah the the batman versus superman argument is ridiculous i mm -hmm. like the idea that batman is so brilliant so prepared that he can formulate strategies to take down members of the Justice League or mm. at least slow them down enough where he can like fix whatever's going on. But the idea that, like you said, Frank Miller introduced of like Batman could be Superman, outrageous. Yes. Look, and I, I, Batman plus prep time. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, listen, as one of those Batman fans, uh, I'll address that, yes, 99.9999 going on forever. Superman's destroying Batman. It's just fun on an occasion to see if Batman was going to do it, how he would do it. I agree. But, yeah, I mean, it's unrealistic. I just like, you know, Batman prep time. That's all it takes. That's what I'm going to bring up later when he's fighting Spider-Man. Batman plus prep time. That's it, right? That's the argument. That's always the Batman fan base argument. Batman plus prep time always equals a win. Always. No matter who he's going up against. And I think that's ridiculous. I think so, too. Because people say, well, <laughs> Batman versus God with prep. Batman wins. What? 
<laughs> what are we Batman talking about right now? Time taking down God. Yep. <laughs> so ridiculous. It is. It's so ridiculous. But yeah, so I, I, yeah, you're right. Batman. Would you agree that Batman has a more toxic fan base than Spider Man does? Not because I'm part of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what what's toxic about the Spider Man fan base. I don't think it is. I mean, that's the thing that's great about Spider-Man is even him as a character is like, he's not like a billionaire playboy guy, right? Like he's, uh, he's originally was a teenager, now a man that has like regular struggles, which is why everybody loves him. That's why I love him. So there's not, I don't think there's a toxic part of Spider-Man. I mean, I'm trying to think. I think there are comics where he's done messed up things, but I can't even think what they are right now. Uh, I mean, well, when uh, when Doc Ock left his body, he did create Parker Industries, and at the time he wasn't with Mary Jane, so Parker was he was a playboy at that time, and he had a billion dollar industry, Parker Industries. So he was kind of bat Bruce Wayne ish, I should say. So I would, I, somebody brought this up. Uh, one of one of the movie reviewers brought up that Sony and Marvel fooled us with these Spider-Man movies, right? Because we jumped right into Spider-Man. They skipped the origin story. They skipped Uncle Ben. We just got straight to, here's Spider-Man with Iron Man. He basically can have anything he wants because Tony Stark's there to back him up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't get the origin story that we're used to. Someone (laughs) made a comment that these three movies is basically the longest origin story for Spider-Man that we could have got because the new Spider-Man that we're going into, nobody knows him. He's in his poor rundown New York apartment. He's by himself. This is the classic Spider-Man. This is the Spider-Man origin story. What do you think of that idea? First, uh, I like not having an origin story. I think everyone who knows comics, even, even if you know the movies, you already know Peter Parker's origin. We don't need it. We don't need to see Uncle Ben shot again. We, we don't need it. Um, I, I am not a fan of these, the Tom Holland movies. I, I think it has a lot of good parts. I think they all have some bad parts. So I'm not a fan. Uh, and I appreciate him being introduced in Civil War. As far as it being one long origin story, no, because every movie progressed. You know, it, it, it's not like the beginning of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where we just stayed right there for the longest time. Uh, it, it kept progressing. So I, I do appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I appreciate us not getting a origin story for Ben Affleck's Batman. I like the fact that he was an older Batman because we already know Martha and Bruce got shot. We already know it. I mean, well, technically, we got the, that, that part at the very beginning, but... We don't have to keep re-seeing those deaths over and over. We all know it. Are you excited for the new Batman movie? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah? Oh, 100%. This new trailer made me more excited. Yes, me too. I was, I was on the train of, let's do something different. Why do we keep getting Batman stories? And Batman stories in the similar vein, right? It's either young, fresh Batman... So Batman Year One, or mm-hmm. the Dark Knight Batman, like the the older, beat up Batman who's gotta like come out of retirement, 
like it, I feel like it's either close to one story or the other. Well, I got that once. We've gotten it like twice. Aspects of it. So uh, the I guess, Dark Knight I guess Rises. The last Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. yeah. And then Batman v Superman. All right. And then All everything right. else is like Batman Year One. When they were like, "Oh, we're gonna give you another young Batman," I'm just kind of like, oh, "Come on, like, what are we doing this again?" But it, I, I, this last trailer made me a bit more excited. It looks more like a detective story, so I I look forward to it. Uh, him solving crimes, going up against the Riddler, the Penguins there. Um, I actually do look forward to it. And people say, well, the one thing I didn't like was Robert Pattinson saying, yeah, I'm not going to work out, but he looks like he's in decent shape in that trailer. And I don't need a big buff Batman. I mean, he's supposed to be out, swing around and do flips and whatnot. That's why I like Michael Keaton Batman. He doesn't have to be a huge dude. He can still be extremely strong. So I do look forward to this movie though. For sure. What's your favorite Batman and Spider-Man team up? Because arguably, I like Batman more in a team than when he's by himself. I like to see him bouncing off other characters. I like to see him in the Justice League. I enjoy seeing him more when he's with other characters than when he's by himself. What, like, Who's your favorite team up with Batman? You like, like to see him with Catwoman? Is, uh, yeah. Do you like to see him with the Justice uh, League? Superman? Okay. 100%. So I love the best friend element of Superman. I'll just watch in a... Uh, uh, public uh, enemies, mm. and I, I remember I own the comic. I haven't read it in a long time, but man, their banter in it, it makes me so happy. Like when they're talking about the uh, magma, I think it was the villain, and uh, like, oh, whatever happened to her? And Batman's like, oh, she died. And Superman's, why do all the good villains die? And then Batman's like, what's a good villain? <laughs> like I just love their like. I don't know. I think it's funny. That's fair. Do you have a favorite Batman team up? Uh. I really like him. I really like him with Superman. So I agree with that, definitely. And the respect they have for each other. Uh, I read the button. So I kind of like Batman and Flash because they're not best friends. They respect each other. But I mean, they're both police, quasi-police. Batman's the the Dark Knight detective and uh, Barry is a uh, forensic scientist. So I do like when they're working together also. That's cool. What about Spider-Man? Do you have a favorite Spider-Man team up? Do you like him with Doctor Strange, with Deadpool? Uh, you know, with Deadpool, he's kind of funny, but I mean, that's like having two Spider-Man or two Deadpool together, so Deadpools. Um, I kind of like him with Captain America, to be honest with you. Uh, we have the, the more serious side when you have Captain America, and then you have the more immature side, because again, Peter's grown, but He's got that immature side with him, still cracking jokes and everything. And the respect factor he has for Captain America, again, so. But I think Cap respects the fact that deep down inside, Peter would stump out Captain America. So I think he understands that also. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I would love to have compared like a Spider-Man team to like the Bat family. But to be honest with you, nothing really compares to the Bat family. Yeah, It's just... For better or for worse, the Bat Family is an amazing mm-hmm. aspect of the Batman mythos, right? With Nightwing, with Red Hood, with Red Robin, Batwoman, Batgirl, Batwing. It's, it's just great. It's, I don't feel like any other comic book family really compares. I know we like the Fantastic Four, but like the Bat Family is just 
chef's kiss, you know? And for Batman to be a loner, he has a lot of people around him. He does. Have you, did you um, ever seen the comic book moment where Batman calls them all together and they have no idea why they all had to show up to this one place? And they're all like wondering, like, why are we here? Are we in trouble? What did Batman want? And he shows up and he just wants to take a picture with all of them. No, I haven't seen that. No. Yeah, it's, it's a good moment, man. Uh, yeah, he just shows up and he's just like, all right, is everybody ready? And he has a battering with a camera on it and he sticks it in like the wall and he, he just takes a picture and he takes the picture to his uh, parents' grave because he wants to show them that he has a family. Yeah, I would like to know what book that is. Uh, I'll let you know because I can't remember now off the top of my head, but it's it's a good moment. It's definitely a good moment. All right, man. Um, I think we can get to some more versus battles. But who's your who's your favorite alternate version of Batman? I don't know if it counts as an alternate version, but I liked when he was dead and uh, Dick Grayson was Batman. I really like that. Mm. Uh, it was completely different because, you know, ordinarily Batman's a, a hard ass and Robin's kind of easygoing. And now yeah. you have Grayson as Batman, who's kind of easygoing as Batman, which throws people off. And then Damien was his Robin, so he was the hard ass. So it was just completely opposite. So I did like that. Yeah, definitely. And I originally, I thought of putting Miles Morales against Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. but I feel like that wasn't the best matchup. Predict just based on like their experience level, <laughs> right? Like Miles Morales did take over Spider Man, but you could argue that taking over the mantle of Batman is a bit different than taking over the mantle of Spider-Man, right? Yes. So I wanted to put Miles Morales versus Damian Wayne. And I also think that's a fun dynamic because Damian Wayne, if you, if you want, because we, we like to consider like how these characters would actually behave in the comic books, mm-hmm. Damian Wayne wouldn't necessarily shy away from going for a kill, while we know Dick Grayson won't do that. If you're not going to try to kill a Spider-Man, then you're not going to win as a Batman-based character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just, there's nothing you can do. Are we going to pull the venue? Yeah, pull the venue. Okay. Please be the Playboy Mansion. Please be the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> it's the Watchtower. Ah, okay. That gives Damien a bit of an edge. It does give Damien a bit of an edge. It does it's give the edge him, he needs. It does give him a bit of an edge. Uh, Jay, you want to argue one, one way or the other? Uh, you know what? You let me pick first last time. You got it, sir. I'm gonna let you go, Sean. I gotta be honest. I want to do Spider-Man, but I don't know the power differences. Can somebody tell me that? Because I know they have some differences, right? So one of the main differences, Miles Morales has camouflage. Giving him information. (laughs) He has camouflage. All right, so I'll argue for Jamie and Wayne. There you go. He also has venom, like a venom punch. Are you arguing me or or Jay? Okay. So Jay, you're taking you're taking Miles Morales. Okay. I'll let you go first. All right. So Miles Morales got look at my notes real quick. Versus Damian Wayne. All right, cool. So uh again, we have a a Spider-Man versus a human. So obviously the physical, everything physical, uh combat speed, strength, uh the power behind his punches, it all goes to Miles Morales over Damian. Uh, along with the fact that Miles Morales can 
he has body camouflage where he can blend in with any background. So he essentially becomes invisible. So even on the watchtower, unless Damien is using the computer and, and trying to scan the area, looking for heartbeats or something, uh, Miles is pretty much invisible. Uh, like Nick said, uh, he has the venom touch and it's not literally venom, it's a electric shock that he can give people and he can send it through his webs also. And I do believe Miles with his superior quickness is fast enough to uh, uh, web up Damien and electrocute him before Damien can even throw a punch. And Miles still has a spider sense, just like Peter. So whatever Damien throws at Miles, Miles can dodge it. That spider sense is his precognition. I don't feel like this is a fair fight. All right. <laughs> it's, it's easier on the outside, because there's a few points I could argue for Damien. But you got it, bro. You love uh, it. I'm time. thinking uh, my only clear advantage is that I'm the watchtower, so I'm familiar with my terrain. Now, uh, Damien being so well-trained, I like to think that even with uh, Miles camouflaging, he's going to notice the differences. And he's going to somehow like be like, okay, yeah, I hear something over there. Like he's clearly right there. So I just imagine that Damien's throwing a bunch of uh, batterings at him that are exploding, realizing that this person is an enemy on his turf and he's going straight for the kill. That being said, throwing things, exploding, trying to get him off his feet. I also think it's going to be crucial that Damien's looking for a different weapon on the watchtower, which he probably knows where it is. So it's got to be some type of fancy array <laughs> that he's going to be able to be shooting uh, at Miles Morales. Then it's just a matter of like how good his aim versus how good Miles Morales is with the spider sense and dodging. I think uh, the key, though, is he's going to have to keep Miles Morales at a distance while dodging webs. Because if they go on a hand-to-hand, -hand, even with – even I would say Damien's a better fighter, but the, the better strength and speed of Miles Morales – getting close even with the sword, it's going to be a mistake. It's going to be about keeping distance. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, Damien is probably, not probably, Damien is a far superior fighter. So I 100% agree there. Uh, and the home turf gives Damien an, an advantage for sure. Um, but uh, Judge Nick? Yeah, I mean, I... I it's Miles I, Morales. I I still no. Think it, no, I still think it's going to go to Miles Morales, but I do think there is more of an argument for Damien than we may may realize. Like you said, like Damien is a trained assassin from birth, basically. Like mm -hmm. this dude was artificially in an artificial womb. Like he's not just a regular kid. Like he was literally bred to be a superior human being. So like, and he was trained by Ra's al Ghul like I said, from a, from a kid. So I think the camouflage won't be as big of an advantage for Miles as we may think, just because Damien's senses are just so peak. He is very agile. He is small. So I think he will have that. And we have seen the spiders, their, all of their spider senses fail on occasion. There are times where it can't necessarily keep up with everything that's going on. So Damien could get in a lucky blow and really do some damage. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to matter, though. It's going to have to be several lucky blows. It would have to be several lucky blows. And, I mean, he'd have to have something that could really hurt Mouse because a regular exploding batarang ain't going to do it. Yeah. I mean, if I, had, if I had a weapon that I knew that was in their armory. Yeah. Maybe he's getting one of those uh, Phantom Zone guns and just sending Miles <laughs> away. So, even in a hand-to-hand like, -hand fight, 
I would give the advantage to Damian because I don't think Miles would be able to land a punch. I think Damian could cut off Miles' head before he lands a punch on him. You I disagree? He's many punches on Damian. Uh, I I I agree with Sean. I mean, I look at uh, Batman and Flash when they were about to fight in the Batcave. Flash dodged all of the uh, Batcave's contingencies, and he told Batman, "I can hit you a hundred times before you can throw a punch." He said, "Not before you can hit me, before you can even throw a punch." So I think it's very similar with Miles. Miles may not be as skilled a fighter, but he's so much quicker, so much faster. Uh, and again, uh, usually, because like you said, sometimes the spider sense doesn't work. Uh, Shang-Chi was able to get past the spider sense. Wolverine has done it. Uh, but it's usually when Spider-Man doesn't sense danger. And those are his friends. Uh, I think with Damien, he would definitely sense danger, for sure. <laughs> You're like, no, this guy's trying to kill me. Yes. <laughs> I got to be on my P's and Q's. All right, we're, we're going to give that one to Miles Morales. All right, let's see who else we got on the, who else we got on the docket. Here, here's one you liked. Batman Beyond versus Spider-Man 2099. Both future versions of the main heroes. Um, I know you love you some Batman Beyond. I do love Who Batman. doesn't, right? Animated series, one of the greatest Batmans of all times. Um, Spider-Man 2099. Do you, how, how much do you know about Spider-Man 2099, Jay? Can you educate us on them? I actually bought the uh, very first book when it came out back in like 92. Oh, wow. So it was just something different. I was like, wow, why is Spider-Man wearing blue and red? That's, that's kind of the opposite colors, the way the blue and red was. Uh, all right, that's weird. Um, as a matter of fact, I got a Doom 2099 right behind me over here. So I know quite a bit about uh, Miguel O'Hara. So am I arguing on his behalf? I just, I just thought you could break down maybe some of his powers and abilities oh, for us, so uh, kind of up to speed as, a bit. As far as strength, he's, he's very even with Peter Parker. As far as strength, uh, his combat speed is just about the same. Uh, durability, again, he doesn't have a healing factor. Uh, he, he's basically like Peter Parker. He has accelerated healing, but he doesn't have a healing factor, so he can't regrow an arm if he gets an arm cut off. Um, He's an excellent fighter, but he's not a trained fighter. He had to teach himself how to fight with his powers that he has. Um, he has talons, so he doesn't stick to the wall with his fingers like most Spider-Man do. He has talons that come out of his fingers and it allows him to grab the wall. Um, his main weakness is also one of his main strengths, and that's his eyes. Uh, he has really sensitive eyes because he can see at night. He can see further distances but a bright light will blind him. So that's why he wears goggles over his eyes at all times. But um, other than that, he's very similar to Spider-Man. He uh, he's a genius, has genius intellect. So, I mean, we're talking about a really smart guy. So Okay. okay. All right. So we're fighting. Oh, Spider-Man 2099 also has, uh, he has fangs that can administer venom that will, uh, uh, shoot, what is it? Uh, Oh, it'll paralyze people. So I forgot about that. The fangs. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Star City. Okay. Okay. So just in a city. We didn't specify like an alley or anything. Just gotcha. Probably on top of the buildings. Is there anything about Star City could, that could um, give someone an advantage? 
I want to say so. I think it's just your typical city. Fair enough. Which I mean, so I, guess, I, think, I guess they're both used to fighting, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we're going to... So I'll judge again. We'll just keep the battles going between Jay. Okay. See, I was going to let you do it because you know way more about Batman Beyond than I do. I think you should take Spider-Man and let him do Batman. <laughs> do, you know, do you know a lot about Batman Beyond? I know uh, a, a little bit. I, I'll... I'll take Terry if you want. Yeah, I think that's going to be more interesting. He's going to destroy whoever he takes. Yeah. If he gets better. That's true. That's true. Terry, get old Terry McGinnis. All right, so Spider-Man 2099 versus Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond is, is just, his suit's a bit more high tech, right? A bit more future tech than, than Batman's suit was. He can fly. That's one of his biggest things. He's got the jet boots. Um, what what else is Terry McGinnis coming with? What what's his big thing? I mean, his big thing is the fact his suit's gonna be a little bit more durable than the typical Batman suit. He's mm-hmm. shooting batarangs out of his uh, his arms for versus like actually physically throwing them, and he can fly. Okay. Hmm. Then you could say he has Batman in his ear, just to give him that extra. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're talking Spider Man twenty ninety nine versus Batman Beyond in a city. What's Miguel's web shooter situation like? Is he organic or is he? He, he has the organic webs. Like, uh, yeah, okay. I thought he had organic webs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he doesn't have a limit, which makes it even even better for him. I mean, I'm thinking he's gonna. Terry can fly, but he can climb buildings. He can swing from buildings. Like Terry's uh, gonna be a bit faster, but it's just gonna take one or two webs to just take him out of the sky. And Spider-Man 99, he can't fly, but he can glide. He does have the... Uh, right, he has the web wings. Yeah. Yep. So he does have the web wings. So I don't think he'd have a problem keeping up with Batman Beyond. Um, I think it's a matter of... He'd have to take him back. Which side are you arguing? I'm, I'm <laughs> on Spider-Man 2099 side. I'm just trying to think of like... How he's gonna take him down without immediately just like trying to kill him? But yeah, he's gonna web him up. He's gonna get him out of the sky, and then once that happens, it's a hand-to-hand fight, and he's he's losing that. Well, uh, Terry loses the the strength part uh, as far as combat speed. He loses that uh, as far as durability, even in his suit. Uh, he loses that because he's just a human. So, uh, but. Technology, I mean, I don't know how much electricity his suit produces, but it does produce electricity. So if uh, Miguel grabs him, he can shock him. I don't know if Miguel's fangs can penetrate uh, Terry's suit. So I don't know if he'll be able to paralyze him or not. I mean, you did, really, you did way better than I would have been. Able to tell. Yeah, I mean, he can run away because, I mean, Batman 29 glides. Terry does have the uh, the rockets in his boots, so he can fly away, and it, it it would give him some added maneuverability if they're in the air. I think that would be his only real advantage is just trying to keep Spider Man twenty ninety nine in the air and avoiding his web. I don't disagree with that, but I think with the you know being in the middle of a big city, like mm-hmm. Spider Man has that reaction time. He ha- he usually is pretty aware of his surroundings enough where he can set web traps and all Batman Beyond has to do is fly into one of them and, and it's it's done. It's it's a now, Spider-Man 2099 is one of the few Batman that does not have a spider or I'm sorry, one of the few Spider-Man 
that doesn't have a spider sense. So mm. that would work in Terry's behalf. Definitely. But other than that, I mean, everything else looks like yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> looks like Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I think that one was tough. I mean, the, the spider sense is a really good point, too. That is a good point. I think it was tough for me because I just – I didn't want it to be like, yeah, I mean, he's going to win. I, I tried to, like, actually come up with some kind of argument of, like, how he would win. But, yeah, it's, like it's going to be slowing down. All these fights come down to, like, the bad characters need prep time. You, you know, uh, Robin could have benefited from prep, from prep time. Batman Beyond could have benefited. I, I, I tell people, you know, Batman and his family, they're peak human. All those Spider-Man, they're superhuman. That, that's a whole nother level. So, and they get mad. They get mad. But I see Spider-Man can beat the whole Bat family by himself. I mean, that's, I don't disagree with you. All right, so let's get to the big one because I, I think we've been gone for a while now. So the big one, Batman versus Spider-Man. If Let's say we go peak of each. So mm-hmm. Batman has his prep time. We'll give Batman his prep time. Okay. But we're talking about the strongest version of Spider-Man. Okay. Do we want to pick a venue or are we just putting them in like and the streets we're not of talk- Gotham and it's going in? We're not talking cosmic Spider-Man, are we? Just, no, 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 just, no. Hey. Just peak level without any uh, like additives like Power. that. So again, like not Batman in the um, chair. I can't remember what the chair is called. The Mobius chair. Yeah, the Mobius chair, not Cosmic Spider-Man, not that level of peak, but just like at their level of their greatest feats without any additives. Okay. Well, let you decide. Do you want to? Do you want us to do a random venue, or do you want to? Do we want to just talk what the venue is? You you can do a random. Uh, it's 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 entirely up to you. All right, I'm gonna do a. All right. Shores of Themyscira. Shores of Themyscira. So they're on a beach. Which is interesting for both of them. It is interesting for both of them. That's uh, that's all three of us right now. We'll say who we think wins, and then we'll debate it. What's up, do you want to judge then? All right. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm going to go Batman. I'll argue both of you guys. You give me unlimited prep time? Unlimited prep time? I'm not even stressed. It's, it's not even going to be close. But that also means Spider-Man gets prep time. Oh, I'm not. I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> all right, fair enough. All right, so well, Batman plus prep time takes down God, guys. <laughs> Batman plus prep time takes down God. So walk us <laughs> through the scenario. Uh, they're on the fours of Themyscira. Right, they're on a beach. Right off the bat, Batman's in some type of power suit. Okay. Right. So we're not going to worry so much about getting these blows. He can go full, punch it as hard as he wants. He's got some armor on, it's protecting him. He's also got some type of weaponry that he's going to be able to shoot at uh, Spider-Man, right? Now, with unlimited prep time, I'm also going to say that he's come up with some type of doohickey. Use your own imagination here. He's going to take Spider-Man's powers away. It's going to be some... He's going to cure, just like No Way Home. He's going to cure... Spider-Man with some type of doohickey that he's going to get close to him, inject into him. Spider-Man goes straight back to being a normal human. Little elbow to the face, knocked out. It's done. It's over. Wow. That's your scenario. Yep. 
Wow. And I'll be honest, guys, you can say what you guys want. You're not going to be able to convince me otherwise because I am that Batman fan. <laughs> do, do you guys have a free cell phone or a free computer or laptop or something? Yeah. But you can use, uh, there's this armor that Spider-Man has. It is called the Mark III. Uh, he uses it against the Sinister Six and he's used it against the Avengers. So Spider-Man will show up in that armor. So I really don't like this. <laughs> won't be as easy. Um, it would help. Oh, yeah, I know this one. The, Sp the Mark III? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I know. I, I know mm -hmm. Looking at it now, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Again, Spider-Man. also come with an EMP. <laughs> I tell people Spider-Man preps. He is not a slacker in the intelligence department. That's very true. Spider-Man isn't a slacker in the intelligence department. All right, so, so Jay, your scenario is he shows up in a Mark III armor, mm -hmm. and that's just it. So let's just, let's just throw the terrain into it for the fun of it, right? So the terrain's <laughs> in it. We're on the shores of Themyscira, which you could say puts Spider-Man at a bit of a disadvantage. Absolutely. He doesn't have buildings to swing off of. He doesn't have light poles. Like, we're basically on a beach, so he's, he's just flat-footed. I mean, he can still jump, but mm -hmm. he's flat-footed for the most part. Do you see that changing in anything? Uh, it, it affects his maneuverability for sure. Um, will it stop him from trying to web up Batman? And I don't know because the webbing is different uh, with that suit also. So I don't know if it's strong enough uh, to hold Batman in an armor. And let's say he uses the, I don't know, the Hellbat armor. Right. I don't know if the webbing strong enough to hold the Hellbat armor. You know what? If Batman's in the Hellbat armor, he can probably beat Spider-Man. Woo! The Hellbat <laughs> armor, or in the uh, what? What's it called? The final, final solution, or the final armor? Uh, the one that's all white with the the gold bat on the front. Yeah. He can probably beat Spider-Man in that. I have not seen Spider-Man go that far beyond. Um, again, Batman didn't make the Hellbat armor, which makes it so special all the Justice League shipped in and made the Hellbat armor specifically for him to fight Darkseid. Darkseid. So it, yeah, in it, that armor versus the Mark III, I don't Is think Spider- He's still web-slinging in the Mark III too, right? That's not like putting yeah. him in the flying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not as big or as bulky as the Hellbat armor because he still needs his agility. He still needs to be able to move around. But uh, it's resistant against electricity, uh, Sandman can't get inside. Like he made it specifically for the Sinister Six. Yeah. Uh, but again, he's used it against the Avengers before. So I just I can't see Spider-Man winning that one. Mm, okay. Yeah. So armor versus armor, you, you're giving it to Batman. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. That's an interesting result. Base versus base. Yeah, Spider-Man Spider -Man all day. Take away my prep time, you're saying? Yeah, let's just so, yeah, take away my prep time. It's Alvin and Spider Man. Yeah. There is, have you read? I can't, I feel like I read the comic, but I don't remember it. Have you read the Batman and Spider Man comic? Disorder yes. Crimes? Carnage uh, and Joker. Yeah. Do they fight in it? It's like a quick, it's like yeah. five or six panels. And Batman puts Spider Man like a wrist lock which causes Spider-Man pain and Spider-Man like taps him and pushes him backwards. So he sees how strong Spider-Man is. 
I think the thing that really came from it, since it was in the 90s, and at that point, Carnage was weak to uh, Sonics and Fire Steel, Carnage almost killed Batman, and Batman was saved by the Joker. So I think that was interesting. And, and I don't know if that's canon or not. I have no idea. I haven't looked it up to find out. Nah, usually those crossovers, they aren't. Yeah. They're just like a one-off kind of thing. It's rare to find some that are canon. Yeah, very true. All right. I swear I remember, because I, I swear I remember, I'm, I'm sure it's not canon, but I, I swear I remember reading a comic of them fighting, but I can't really remember how it goes. It was probably that one. I don't think they fight in any other comic book. Cool. I think that's it. Yeah. So overall, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Batman versus Spider-Man, if you had to pick one character, only to watch the movies, only to read the comic books, who are you going with? It would be Batman. Sean? Yeah, me too. Batman? It, you know what? It would be hard because I do have a special place for Spider-Man in my heart, but it would be Batman. I'd agree. It'd, it'd be Batman for me, too. Like, if, if I had to choose one, if I'm only able to read one, only able to watch one, it'd be Batman. Yeah. All right. I think that's uh, I think that's it. Sean, you want to um, let them know where to find us? Yeah. So, everybody, you guys can find us on Close Calls Pod. You can find us, uh, you know, you can email us on Gmail. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and you can now find us on TikTok as well. Absolutely. Jay, let them know where they can find you, man. Uh, I only have a TikTok, so you can find me on TikTok under the Comic Detective. Uh, I talk about comics, I talk about movies, and uh, I talk about sports. I do his sports. I I always see the sports at the end. I was like, I feel like he talks about sports the least, but he always adds it on there. No one ever wants to talk about it, but every now and then I get a question, you know, who's better, MJ or LeBron? And then I'll go for that. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Man, I want to thank you again for coming on and talking with us. Was- I want to thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Glad to hear great. This was a blast. Yeah, It was. We really appreciate you. I know we had some issues in the beginning. I appreciate you hanging in there with us, giving us your time, giving us so much time out of your night, man. It, it, it's great, bro. It's, it really is. And We love talking comics, and you definitely taught me a lot of things today. I love to talk more comics with you. It was great, bro. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the both. You know, y'all taught me something too. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I look forward to chit chatting with you guys in the future. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Man. We're going to have to have you come back again. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you for coming to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.